0: You're listening to Podcateers.
1: Welcome to episode 314 of Podcateers. This week, Mel and I talk about a Funko pre-order that I'm super excited about getting. The Bowers Museum reopens and extends the Disney Archives exhibit. A unique piece of Disney history recently went up for auction. Hong Kong Disneyland is officially open, and it looks like the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim is going full steam ahead with the reopening of the resort all this and more in this episode remember that if you have any thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode you can join the conversation over on instagram facebook twitter or by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com 314 we'd love to share your thoughts in an upcoming episode this episode of Podcateers is brought to you in part by the generosity of the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, through their support via Patreon. If you would like more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can find out more info by going to podcateers.com FGP. Remember, FGP Squad, we have a happy hour coming up very, very soon. Make sure to log on to Patreon for the info on that call remember that we're going to be opening up about half an hour earlier playing some music and all that stuff in the background so you can just hang out and relax and just wait for the call to start uh yeah so again if you guys have any questions make sure to send us a message where we had a lot of fun the last time and we're looking forward to this upcoming one so that's it for this let's go to infinity and beyond this intro so we can get this podcast started. Here is episode 314 of Podcateers.
0: How's it going? Good. Good. Missing the park still, but good.
1: (laughs) I know. You know, there's all this news floating around of everything that's happening in the parks. We'll get, you know, to some of that later in the episode. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. You know, it was Father's Day weekend. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it was one of those situations for me where I had put off doing a lot of yard work again I mean it's not the first time mm-hmm. that it happens. It's I I'm really bad at this. But I think I put it off for like several weeks. Mm-hmm. And by several meaning weeks, I mean, um month and a half, <laughs> something like that. I don't remember when the last time I did yard work was. The point is it had to be done. <clears throat> so I got up early on Saturday, started doing all the yard work and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to work until the sun comes up. And then it'll get warm because, you know, it's officially summer now. Yeah. At least that's what the Topps trading card game told me with the official launch of the Phineas and Ferb 100 Days of Summer cards. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I figured, okay, I'm just going to work till the sun comes up, right? right. It's going to get warm. I'll take a break during the day. And once the sun begins to go down around 4 o'clock, I'll get back to it. It'll I'll have a good four or five hours of work, you know, before it gets officially dark. And I can get a good chunk of this done. It's it. There was a lot of work. So I start working, I don't know, about 830 in the morning. Pretty decent weather. 10 o'clock rolls around. Sun is still behind the clouds. I'm thinking, oh, well, that's not bad. I guess I'll keep working. It's not hot. Noon rolls around. Sun's still behind the clouds. Oh. O- okay, good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep working. 2 o'clock rolls around. Sun starts peeking through the clouds. And I'm thinking, okay. It's starting to get hot now, but I mean, I'm kind of like 70% done. If I stop now, I'm not going to want to get back to work in a few hours. I'm just going to say, screw this, and I'll leave it for another day. So I <laughs> thought, you know, I'm just going to hammer through this. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to get this work done, Nice. and life will be good, right? Right. So I keep working, and I probably finished somewhere somewhere around the 530-ish mark, Sadly, I didn't finish everything because I ran out of gas, figuratively and literally. I uh. was just completely tired, and I actually ran out of physical gasoline for my machines. So I kind of had to call that it was quits.
0: Your sign. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And and so I, you know, I got inside, I cleaned up, uh, sat on the couch after showering, and I knocked out. I was done. Uh, when I tried to get up. Oh man, was I achy. <laughs> I realized at that point that I was using muscle groups that I haven't touched in months. <laughs> and it was kind of embarrassing, kind of a wake-up call to tell me seriously, you're doing nothing right now. I I was I it was one of those situations where uh, I knew that I was going to be hurting for a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was pretty bad. I couldn't sit longer than maybe 20, 30 minutes because my body would just kind of seize up. Oh, and no. I started feeling it. Today, I think I'm feeling a little bit better. But, yeah, overall, goes to show you, I haven't been doing jack during <laughs> quarantine. <laughs>
0: <It's>... <laughs> well, we weren't going outside. So, I mean, we were Insight
1: working so i know i know it's just uh (laughs) it's just crazy i didn't think that i was going to be in that much pain because i mean i usually do the same amount of work and i mean in all fairness my dad loves to garden Mm -hmm. and so anytime that You know, I was going to mow the lawn and clean up the garden and stuff. He would always come over and help me. He's my dad is like a pro at getting plants to stay alive and to grow and replanting them. I can't keep a freaking cactus alive (laughs) for everything I'm worth. Okay, I don't know how it happens, but all my succulents apparently cease to exist somehow. Um, but yeah, so every time that I have yard work and stuff to do, my dad comes over because he's really good at it. He always helps me out. But because of quarantine, we haven't really been able to see each other. And, uh, yeah, I sent him a message. <laughs> I sent him a message that I was doing the yard work and he said, when was the last time you did yard work? I said, uh, several weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. I don't remember, <laughs> but it's long. It's got a lot of work to do. And he said, if it's anything like the last time you didn't do any work, you're in for a world of hurt. Oh, and you know <laughs> Mexican dad humor. I mean, I'm I'm paraphrasing, yeah. right? Yeah. I spoke to him on Father's Day. I called him, you know, spoke to him for a couple of hours, and he started off the phone call with, "So how you feeling?" <laughs> like, uh, I kind of hurt, and he started laughing. He said, "Yeah, I knew you would." and it's not anything mean you know he just knows that yeah. i haven't really been doing anything and it's not something that i commonly do
0: and parents know that they have that that feeling that if you do something it's like oh yeah you're right <laughs> uh
1: huh no yeah i was totally there so yeah i, I was kind of in pain and it was I-, I guess maybe because i was out in the sun and i was pushing through it yeah uh, i think for breakfast i had a bagel oh so i really didn't eat breakfast i didn't eat lunch i didn't really eat until dinner time because i was just trying to get through the whole thing yeah so by the time i was done i felt sick i felt just dehydrated i mean it's my own fault i should have done something that's kind of stupid on my part but uh even the next day i felt sick i just i don't know what it was maybe it was because i was out in the sun for so long or maybe because my body was like what is this what is this that you're doing to me? Yeah. Why am I moving all of a sudden? It's
0: like your body go was back like, and sit down. I need a nap. I need to go Mimi's right now.
1: <laughs> For real. Oh, maybe that's why I've been so tired today. Maybe. <laughs> I've had a couple instances today where I just feel like I'm going to knock out, just completely fall over and just sleep. <laughs> maybe that's what it is.
0: N- not right now. <laughs> hmm.
1: No, no. You know... <sighs> I'm happy that all this news about the parks is happening, but Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about a few other things because, I mean, I'm assuming everybody's on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and hearing the news. So in case you haven't heard, the Disney parks are reopening and we're going to talk about that later in this episode. In the meantime, let's talk about other stuff.
0: Yay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So one, I have to say thank you to you because I'm pretty excited about my new pre-order Funko. Yay. (laughs) I had no idea this thing was coming out. Uh, It is a pre-order that's scheduled for release on October 2nd. It is an actual Funko of the Haunted Mansion and the butler.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: And it just looks super adorable. Uh, As of today, believe it or not, no longer available for pre-order <gasps> on Amazon. I know. I checked again because I was going to put a link uh, in the uh, in the blog post for this episode because mm-hmm. I figured, look, if we blast it out, I could put it on, on Instagram. Yeah. That way people can go ahead and place their pre-orders in case they're interested. We'll put it in the blog post, talk about it this episode. I went back to it so that I can copy the link and then copy the picture to put on Instagram. It says currently unavailable now. And it's been like a day, a day and a half or whatever since I placed the order. So yeah. I'm super excited that I got a chance to get this. If you're listening and wanted it, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's it's my fault for not posting it sooner. Uh, I'm hoping that the parks will have it at some point. I, it doesn't look like it's an exclusive by any means. But I just kind of liked it that it was the little Haunted Mansion Funko. Yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> I, I could do without the butler. I'm kind of like whatever about that one. Right. But the fact that it's a tiny Funko Haunted Mansion, I just thought was super adorable. And I kind of had to have it. That's actually what sold me on pre-ordering the set. <laughs>
0: You're Not welcome. even the
1: fact that it came together. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for letting me know about that. I would have totally lost out on it. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's scheduled to show up in October. I want to say it's around the time of the Haunted Mansion board game It's that we yeah recently talked about. So Sounds about cute. right. Kind of Halloweeny, I guess.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it'll be an exciting time when everything shows up at our doorsteps.
1: <laughs> oh, I know.
0: Oh, man. And Sorry,
1: I was drinking. I shouldn't have been doing that.
0: It's okay. They'll forgive you. (laughs) But yeah, I'm also excited and I'm still keeping an eye out for the other two Stretching Portrait um, Funkos.
1: Did you pre-order the other ones? Yes. You did? Oh, yes. (laughs) I didn't know if I wanted to get them. I mean, they look cool, but I also don't have like a lot of shelf real estate.
0: I don't either.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the (laughs) problem that... I mean, I'm going to be talking about a couple of other collectible things in a moment because I just think it's super cool. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, when it comes to collectibles, I mean, you've seen what I have around me. I very Mm -hmm. rarely put up anything that I purchase. Right now, I have the brushes and the wands from the 60th anniversary on the wall just because I didn't have anywhere else to put them. (laughs) And I don't normally have a lot of stuff up around me. Plus, my kids always tend to take everything. They don't know how to respect things that are supposed to be collectible. Uh, You would think that they would know that some toys aren't for playing, especially dad's toys, but they just want to play with everything. Kids play with (laughs) toys. How dare they? I don't understand them sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of the Haunted Mansion, uh, I was browsing Instagram and I saw that the Artist Lodge is going to be doing a Haunted Mansion art show. However, it's an online gallery show. Oh, okay. It's going to be... I guess they were going to have an actual uh, show for this, but now it's been shifted to an online gallery because of the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. The new dates for the show are going to be October 3rd through November 7th. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll put the information... Uh, for their instagram account and the blog post for this episode slash 314 if you guys are interested uh i think they have like a google doc or something that you can add your information to if you want to be a part of the show i don't know the vetting process for it i don't know if they're full uh it seems that if it's an online show they can have more people yeah i don't know how choosy they are i don't know what what their restrictions are i think the last show that they did was back in May and it was a uh, it was called With Love a Tribute to Jim Henson. Aww. And so there was just a bunch of artists putting together like different Sesame Street and Muppet related artwork and stuff like that. And there was one piece that they recently posted on their Instagram that it it kinda gave me the feels because I remember this episode of Sesame Street when I was young. Mm-hmm. It's an episode where Bert and Ernie are in a boat and they're fishing. And Bert's like, oh, you know, this is how you do the fishing and everything. And Ernie's like, nah, this is how you do it. He's like, here, fishy, fishy, fishy. And the (laughs) fish just jumps in the boat. And Bert's like, wait a second. What just happened here? I don't know why, but it's one of those moments on Sesame Street that just stands out in my head. And when I saw that painting, it it just, I don't know, it just kind of made me feel like, oh, you know. (laughs) So it's pretty cool. Speaking of uh, galleries, the Bowers Museum has officially reopened. Uh, They reopened on the 19th of June, and they're extending their current exhibit called Inside the Walt Disney Archives, 50 Years of Preserving the Magic, through October 18th, 2020. Uh, They are reopening with some restrictions, like many other locations are. They have a timed entry. So whatever slot you get, that's the time that you're going to be allowed to go into the museum and check out the exhibit outside of that. I don't know if it's going to work like a fast pass where they're kind of like, all right, cool. Just go inside. There's nobody in here. Or if they're going to be super strict on coming in during your, a a lot of time. Uh, I guess it really just depends on how many people they're getting to sign up. Uh, I'm, assuming that there's gonna be a lot, I know that this was one exhibit that I was particularly interested in going to check out. Yeah and I, I remember when I was uh, I was talking to Gavin about it and I was mentioning that I was gonna try to get tickets for the three of us to go mm-hmm. and then like a week and a half later is when everything started to shut down. Yeah and I thought, great. I missed out on the on the museum exhibit. I missed out on on the new parade like come on now. Seriously. Right.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Life. and That's fine.
1: I mean, it's fine. I mean, eventually <laughs> I'm hoping that everything, you know, will be okay. Uh, October 18th seems to be a good long time frame for us. Uh, yeah. At least for me to, to feel comfortable. The only thing that I'm concerned with is whether or not there's going to be slots available. Because, oh. I mean, if they're limiting the amount of people that can go in... I don't know what that limit is and I also don't know how much time they're limiting people you know to be in there to see through through the entire exhibit uh, if it's like Galaxy's Edge I mean what was Galaxy's Edge like four hours I think when they yeah. when we first did the reservations, mm-hmm. four uh, hours. obviously the Bowers is not as big as Galaxy's Edge you're gonna go through that you know through that exhibit super quickly but I mean, I like to go and photograph every item and read through each of the tags and see yeah. the year it's from and you know, it, there's just the details. Know. I know. I love those exhibits. This is really reminiscent of the of the uh, archives exhibit that they did. I want to say it was at the 2015 Expo. I, I I can't remember. Is that the Expo where we went where we met the Musketeers? Yes. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that yes. was the year with the with the archive exhibit. I mean, mm-hmm. they have archive stuff every year, but that one seemed particularly larger than oh, most yeah. of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. Hopefully I get a chance to go to this one. If we are able to go as a group, it'll be great. Yeah. I'm not sure, you know, when that's going to happen, but uh, I'll start looking into it uh, this this week again. And I'm hoping that we're able to find a spot because I just I love that stuff. That'd wanna, be cool. I want to check it out. Yeah, have you have you heard about any of the things that they actually have in the exhibit?
0: No, I'm actually uh, not really. And if I did, yeah. I probably forgot just because my memory's bad. But mm. um, no, go ahead and tell me like.
1: No, I've purposely stayed away from oh. <laughs> finding out what's in it. That's why I was asking because I've done my best. I don't want to know what's there because Right. I mean not not that I don't know. I mean I know pretty much what they tend to have in these types of exhibits. Ah, but okay. I feel like I would be more surprised not knowing what I'm getting into. Like I know that there's some people that went to it. Uh, when it was open the first time before mm-hmm. they shut down the museum. And they started posting YouTube videos and uh, some people that we know started uh, sending me messages on Instagram saying, oh, you have to go to this thing. You know, you, this is the, the new exhibit. Uh, my husband and I are going. Uh, I think the last person that messaged me saying that they were going to go was a longtime listener, and friend of the show, Desiree. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she, I think she went or was scheduled to go that last week before they closed up. And I never got a chance to ask her how it was. But, yeah, uh, definitely something I want to go check out. Uh, Again, it's going to be timed entry, limited capacity. If you're interested and you're in the Southern California area, you can go check out more information about getting tickets at bowers.org. Hopefully... Maybe we'll see a few of you there. And if they let me, I'll try to get some video and try to throw up a vlog or just a quick run through of the museum for anybody that's out of state or isn't able to come uh, if we end up going. So,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's look forward to that. Uh, Also, auctions. Disney auctions, you know, we've we've done these things before. We've gone to them. We're familiar with some of the ones that Van Eaton has done in the past. Yeah, We went to the That's From Disneyland exhibit, which is kind of also... It was also an auction, technically. It was. Uh, but it was also an exhibit for people to just go and enjoy all of this, you know, memorabilia and all these collectibles and everything from the parks. Heritage auctions out of Dallas, Texas recently held an auction uh, which ran from June 19th to the 21st. Oh. And this auction had uh, over 40 pieces of Disney art, including some stuff by Mary Blair. Uh, There was a collaborative piece that she had done with Ivan Earle, uh, an early (laughs) Peter Pan concept, uh, which I think was estimated at over $20,000 for, like, early bids and stuff. But... (laughs) But as as much as those things are cool, you know, right. to have all this early concept art and everything, there was two things. I guess it's more than two things, but uh, it's two sets of things that I was particularly interested in seeing how it was going to turn out. I don't know if you know this, but an authentic Walt Disney signature is super rare to find. Right. Like, it's not. I mean, there's a lot of replicas, and there's some that are kind of sloppy, but like a real full blown Walt Disney signature, uh, pretty hard to find. And this auction had over 25 lots of hand signed things by Walt from early in the studio days, ranging from letters, one of which was on Fantasia Stationery. Wow. uh, Checks. Yeah, checks and. I think telegrams or something like that. It's insane that they have that many pieces of signed Walt Disney yeah. merchandise or Walt Disney like collectibles. Right? Is
0: this is this the one auction or let's say is this the one place that has the most? Because I've never heard of this.
1: I mean I think Uh, like auction houses tend to put together these auctions Mm -hmm. when one or more people has a bunch of things of something that they want to sell. So I don't think they actually own these pieces. I think they're just serving as the the place that's the middleman to you. sell this for the collectors, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like how Van Eaton did it for Richard Kraft. Oh, yeah. Like Richard Kraft was the owner of everything, but Van Eaton Galleries was the one actually administering the actual auction. I think that's what heritage auctions is. They're just kind of the middleman. Ah. So whoever had these 25 pieces or these 25 lots of hand-signed Walt Disney things... I mean, that's a that's a lot super huge chunk of change that you're gonna end up getting at the end of this auction, right? Yeah. But believe it or not, that's actually not the piece that interested me the most <laughs> from this auction. Um, as as cool as it would be to just get Walt Disney's signature, wouldn't it be cool to actually get Walt Disney and Diane Disney Miller's signature?
0: Please.
1: On the same piece, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> uh, right? Okay, so wow. back in so back in 1957, there was a book called The Story of Walt Disney, which was written by Diane Disney Miller and Pete Martin. Mm-hmm. That book uh, is special for a few reasons. One, uh, it was written by Diane Disney Miller. Right. Right. By Walt's daughter. But one of the other things that truly makes this thing special is that it's the only biography that Walt actually had a hand in writing. So he didn't really put out an autobiography. A lot of biographies came out about him. Mm -hmm. But because it was his daughter, she was the one asking him questions. He was answering. He was providing information for this biography that Diane was putting together. Now the other thing obviously that makes it special is that it actually is autographed. It's a first edition. It's autographed by Walt and it's autographed by Diane.
0: Holy moly. <laughs> I mean,
1: I know. I know. Wow. Right? Talk talk about having a magical piece of Disney history.
0: First edition as well. It's I everything is just mind-blowing. Like just wow.
1: I know I know when I found out about it I was curious to know exactly how much this auction piece is going to go for from the day that this episode releases it will have been about three or four days that the auction uh, ended on Mm -hmm. but I think in order to find out the prices or the final auction bids you have to register and you have to go through the whole sign up process and everything to see you know that way you're not just you know bidding or I don't think it's actually even an option to bid if you're not registered. Um but yeah, I didn't register for it. Uh, I should just to see how much the book went for, but that's ah oh, man. I'm telling I'm sure you we'll that find out. and maybe at some <laughs> yeah. point we will. I'm, I'm sure somebody will will uh post it or <laughs> somebody will sign up, but if you're interested, uh I think there's a picture of it on the uh, Heritage Auctions website. I'll put it in the blog post along with the link to the actual auction page for that lot. And if if you're interested and if you want to sign up and figure out how much it went for, you know, let us know. Shoot us a message and and tell us how much it actually went for. Uh, all I know is that it's way too much for me to afford. Right. <laughs> I I don't know uh, because I mean if you were to find a first edition of this book mm-hmm. without Walt's signature, without Diane's signature, just a first edition, you're probably looking at spending around $1,200 for it. Yeah. Okay. That's just the book. And I'm, I'm, I don't even know if that's like a hard cover or a soft cover or what the case is. All I know is that, uh, from the prices that I've seen, they range anywhere from about 200 to about $1,200, depending on who you buy it from, the condition of the book, and how well-maintained the, the little book jacket is. I mean, it's a nice chunk of change just to have that book. Yeah. But now you're throwing in Walt's signature and Diane's signature.
0: <sighs> I don't know if I would give it up, though. That's some kind of like, whoa.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. It always, I, I mean, I always wonder why some of these pieces go up for auction, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, if somebody knows they're going to be able to pull in that amount of money, uh, I, I don't know. Auction pieces are weird because I feel that sometimes, like, Disney is one of those things that people tend to collect because they just love it. Yeah. It's just a piece of them. It's how they feel. They want to display it unlike me who buys a bunch of stuff and just puts it in a storage (laughs) unit but there's other people that see it as an investment yeah and just to make it clear all these things that i buy i never see them as an investment i'm just scared to put them up because i think my kids are going to destroy them so until they're old enough i don't want to have them out and give them that option to destroy it so there's that but there's other people like i said that just buy these things because they just see it as an investment, and they figure that maybe after five or ten years, it'll be worth a lot more, and maybe this book was an investment for somebody. Maybe Maybe they saw it, and maybe, you know, someone in their family owned it, and, you know, they were just waiting to be able to get it as part of an inheritance or something, and now they're like, yep, sale time. Yeah. I'm buying a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I I don't know their life. I don't know what's going on. But all I can say for for sure is, I can't afford it.
0: I can't either. I could admire from afar for free.
1: <laughs> I know, but it's cool to it's cool to think that you could. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, I would totally <laughs> I buy dream. it if I had the money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. I mean, yeah. look, if I had the money, I would be like, look, John Stamos, sell me the marquee. Ooh. That's what I want. I put that in the front yard of the house. Right. <laughs> no, maybe people would be like, oh, that's the happiest place on earth. And they'd want to walk into the house. Nah, forget it. Keep your marquee, John Stamos. I don't want it anymore. I'll, I'll get something different. Or he could keep I'll it safe for us.
0: There uh, you he go. He can keep
1: it safe for us. He's got a bigger <laughs> plot of land in some remote location. I I'm know. sure. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, if you guys are interested, again, in the blog post for the episode, check out podcuteers.com slash 314. Uh, I'll put a link to the actual lot and then a picture of the book with the signatures on on there. Uh, It's super cool to see. If you own any cool Disney collectibles or memorabilia, send us a message and tell us what it is that you own and how you got it. Like, was that at an auction? Was it just something that you acquired, you know, from a family member? You know, it's always cool to find out how people end up with these yeah. things. Yeah. Because I know that a lot of the collectibles, like a lot of the things that were came from attractions and came from... Remember the old Disney stores had all of those? Yeah. Like Mickey Mouse like and, and all the Disney characters mm-hmm. along the, the walls and stuff? Yeah when they started dismantling those stores and kind of, you know, giving them a new look, cast members from the stores just kind of took them. You know, they, a lot of cast members ended up with these random like Disney statue things from the Disney store. So it's always interesting to see how these things end up in people's hands. So if you have a really cool collectible Join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and let us know what you have and how you ended up with it. And if you bought it, you don't have to tell us how much you spent Oh no! I mean, if if it was just an auction, then that's cool. You got it at an auction. Uh, But, yeah, I know know that if I had the money, I'd be all up in those auctions. My wife would be so mad at me (laughs) if all I did was spend our money on Disney auctions, especially because we'd run out of space. We'd have to get, like, another storage unit somewhere and put all the Disney memorabilia. It'll become the second Disney archive. You'll
0: make your own What's museum. What's
1: up? <laughs> I'll make my own museum. That's what I'll do. I'll buy up all the collectibles <laughs> and make my own Disney archive Hazen edition. And you're all invited to check it out. Mine won't be secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, since we're talking about the Disney archives, let's bring up Dave Smith. Sure. Uh, for those that are not familiar with the name, Dave is the person that I'm. Um, look, I'm just gonna say it. He's a hero. He's the man that brought us the Disney archives. Mm-hmm. And not too long ago, Bob Iger had announced uh, during a call that Dave Smith would be honored with a Main Street window. And the Main Street windows, obviously, are one of the top honors that the Disney company can give you outside of becoming a Disney legend. Uh, And we've kind of debated this before. I think ultimately we fell in the camp of getting the window might be a little more special than becoming a Disney legend because there's a lot of Disney legends but not all of them have a window. Yep. You know, you have to make a significant impact in the company to also get a window. So, I think we fell in that camp where the window is like like one step above getting Disney legend. So, Dave Smith has reached that legendary window status right. with the Disney company and on June 22nd he was supposed to get his window. They were going to do the unveiling. But because of COVID-19, unfortunately, that ceremony did not happen. Uh, I remember uh, I was super, super fortunate enough to get an opportunity to go to Tony Baxter's window dedication. And I remember when they first announced this, I was all over it. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm getting that day off from work. I'm going to go see you know Dave's window and, you um, know, it is it is something that's being awarded post-mortem, unfortunately. He wasn't there to accept it. But nonetheless, being there for the ceremony, uh, seeing the, the Disney legends there to talk about him and share thoughts about him. And, I mean, it, it just, it's one of those things that just doesn't happen very often. And right. it's super special. And now I'm wondering, when is it going to happen?
0: Yeah, we were thinking about this and... It has to be next year. Dave just deserves all the respect, all the the fanfare for what he's done for the company and even for us. So, I don't. I mean, I'm really hoping that they do postpone it to next year just to give it what he's really should have. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, no, I, and I, I'm I totally okay get with what that. you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I mean, I'm totally on board with what you're saying because. I mean, knowing that they're going through the process of phasing in the parks again and reopening and bringing people back in. Right. If they have a ceremony, it's going to be super awkward if people are six feet apart from each other, which means that it's going to be even more limited than what a normal ceremony would be. I think at the ceremony that I was at, I would say there wasn't more than 100 to 150 people like max. OK, like it was a really small section of Main Street right in front of the magic shop, which is where Tony's window is. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe about six. Uh, yeah. Four, one, two, three, four. I-, I would say there was five rows, two sides. So maybe, you know, about 10 rows of chairs that you can sit in. And there wasn't a lot of space like we were in the back. And I purposely gave up my seat because I wanted to stand in the back and make sure that I could take photographs and I got super lucky in the spot that I got set up in because I had a perfect, you know, vantage point of everything that was happening. So nice. I was super happy. But when you think about it at that ceremony, there was a lot of legends, you know, mm-hmm. and if the Disney legends were to show up for this right now, they're one of the groups that's most vulnerable right. to COVID-19. So you wouldn't want to put them in danger just to reveal this window right so they would either do it without them and i'm hoping like you said that they end up just doing it next year that they that you know they let everything settle down and give dave the appropriate fanfare and the the appropriate ceremony that he deserves Mm -hmm. but man yeah if they did end up just like hey disneyland's birthday we're giving dave his window today for anybody that showed up I'm gonna be kind of pissed. <laughs> that, that would be upsetting. That
0: that wouldn't give him, you know, that status. He just, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, he no. deserves
1: his whole ceremony and everything. So, but I mean, if we find out more information, obviously we'll let you guys know about it. But it, it was kind of sad. Uh, I like Melissa had uh, a calendar thing on my phone. <laughs> About getting today off just to go see the unveiling of Dave's window. And then uh, yesterday uh, or the day before the ceremony was supposed to happen, Mel sends a message to all of us in the group chat and she's like, oh, man, tomorrow was Dave Smith's window thing and we're going to miss it. And I almost cried. (laughs) I was kind of sad about it. We
0: were just looking forward to it. And then when the day came up, I mean, again, I don't know what days are at unless I have an alarm or a calendar. Oh, for real. To see it come up, I'm like, oh, it's here.
1: (laughs) I know. I, uh, I mean, all the days do tend to roll into each other. And on days that I have to work late because I'm working on a project or something, uh, they feel even worse because at the end of that i I want to unwind a little bit so I end up watching yeah. TV or I end up you know doing something else playing a game or something until one two o'clock in the morning and then the next day I'm super tired and then it all kind of happens again and then by Wednesday, I have no idea what day it is <laughs> I just I just don't even know. I'm lucky that muscle memory has allowed me to release the episodes on the day that it's supposed to be released on. And that's how I know it's Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah. So, a bunch of stuff is opening. We're hoping that, um, you know, things continue to go well. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of. You know, people that aren't necessarily happy with stuff reopening. Uh, I know this last week we got a a graphic on Twitter of the new version of the Castle of Magical Dreams in Hong Kong. Uh, it's currently in the final phases of being completed. Uh, they've been kind of redoing the castle uh, for the 15th year anniversary celebration. Mm-hmm. They had released uh, a little model of it at the last D23 Expo and I remember seeing it at the expo and thinking, oh, that's really cool. It looks nice. Uh, the model itself looked like it all blended together. Uh, and then I saw the picture of the castle. What did you think when you saw the castle?
0: Um, it's pretty. It is. Very interesting looking. Um, it was cool to see the familiar parts to the castle. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see this and this is from here and whatnot. Um, my... Only little teeny little thing is, and it was actually brought up to me. Um, the perspective view for it is kind of too tall for me, I guess, for Main Street or for their Main Street, but it is beautiful. If you're to be yeah. just a little bit shorter, but it is beautiful, it looks different. You know what? But the thing is, too, I love the hills behind it,
1: yeah, the I've hills always behind loved it. it. It's so picturesque. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah.
0: So if I see it past Main Street, it is, it's beautiful. But with the whole Main Street thing, I think it's just me. Maybe
1: it's just different in
0: person. I'm sure it'll be beautiful in person as well. It's just, I'm so used to proportions.
1: Well, I mean, you've been to Disney World. Can yes. you see Cinderella Castle from the end of Main Street?
0: Yes, but their main street is much larger.
1: Oh, I see. So scale-wise, I don't know. I feel like that adds to the illusion that it's a large royal piece of construction in the middle of this little town or this little street, right? Yeah. Because there's already a bit of a disconnect with the fact that everything looks like it's from the middle of America in the turn of the century, and there's this medieval castle in the middle of everything right so there's already yeah. a bit of a disconnect even at disneyland but i think at here at disneyland proper it's different because from the end of main street you see this teeny tiny castle at the yeah. end and it's so cute and adorable <laughs> and you can see it and you can be like i squish you when you <laughs> see it from far away right right and and i get what you're saying that it like proportion wise at Hong Kong it's gonna look absolutely, you know, massive compared to everything else. But honestly, the scale doesn't bother me. The thing that bothers me is that it feels like two different castles that I'm looking at. Really? Like the the stonework at the bottom doesn't match the rest of the castle. It looks weird.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I
1: I, I see because what you're they saying. left the base of the old Sleeping Beauty castle. So I, I get that they're not done with it. Yeah. I get that they're still building it. And if they end up painting... Like, when they redid the paint for, for Sleeping Beauty Castle here, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It's got the same color scheme. It's like all the pinks and the blues and everything. But this one in particular, like, the rock work seems to stand out way more. And I don't know if it's because of the picture, how it was taken, or if they it did some be. tone mapping to it or something. But... It looks weird. Like, it, it feels like a weird disconnect from, from both of them. It looks like they just added to the castle. And I think the whole point was to give it an identity of its own. True. You know? So, I don't know. Hopefully, at the end of everything, uh, hopefully, they'll add more paint to it. And they'll kind of, you know, make it blend in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, overall, I love the concept of it right the the yeah. entire transformation of the castle is supposed to represent all of the princesses and a queen uh each of the spires is going to have what looks like a tiny like wind vane mm-hmm. is that what they are the the little weather vanes on the yes. top of them uh you know Cinderella Tiana Aurora Ariel Mulan Snow White Moana Merida Belle Rapunzel Pocahontas and Jasmine are represented and on one spire Anna and Elsa will be represented, which is why I said princesses and queens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the concept. I love the way that they're transforming it overall. Uh, I think it's going to look, look absolutely gorgeous. But uh, the way that they shot it, at least for this preview shot, the rocks at the bottom just look so out of place on the castle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it I, looks weird.
0: I'm sure Imagineering, they're going to knock it out. So, I...
1: Oh, I'm sure they are, too. It's sure just right too. now is
0: like the awkward phase, but it's going to yeah. be beautiful. This is the teenager
1: <laughs> phase of the castle where yeah. it's growing into itself.
0: <laughs> yes. There you go.
1: Uh, well, you would figure that that would have happened on the fifth anniversary for the, for the Hong Kong castle. Remember, I don't know if you, if you remember what they did for the fifth anniversary when, when they took the castle and they added all those golden swishes around it. Because it was like it was called Tinkerbell Castle for that celebration. And it was the first time that Tinkerbell made an appearance at Hong Kong Disney.
0: Oh.
1: I, did you know about that how one? How
0: did I miss this thing?
1: Yeah, I think what? Here. Here, I'll actually show you a picture of it. Uh this again, all of you listening, this isn't gonna help you at all. But if you want to take a look at the picture, head over to com three fourteen to check it out. But this is what it looked like. During oh, the day, yes. it had all those golden swishes around it. Yeah. But what was super cool about it was the fact that uh, at night, it looked super gorgeous. It looked, oh, uh, I mean, look at that.
0: I, can't, I, I wouldn't be mad if we had that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? That is so pretty.
1: This is kind of like a mixture of what the, the, the Christmas castle looks like, but without the snow. Yeah. Right. It it just it looks more like a Christmas tree because of all the golden swishes around it. But I mean if we had something like this here, I I wouldn't be mad at this. No. I love wow. this. It's super beautiful. If you want like I said, if you want to take a look at it, head over to Podcast dot com three fourteen. I'll post both of the photos there so that you could see them. And then I'll post the photo of the castle as it stands now. And then you can tell me if it's weird to you or if it's just me and I mean, look, if if it's just me, let me know. But I don't know. Just the rocks just seem out of place. It just it doesn't seem like it belongs there. But it could just be me. Maybe some I've been in quarantine too long. Maybe that's what it is. We need air. I know. Yeah. (laughs) And I got a lot of it on Saturday and paying for it now. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the parks officially opening. Um, before we do that, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad. What is the FGP Squad, you ask? I'm glad you asked. The FGP Squad is a wonderful group of listeners just like you that helps out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And FGP stands for Podcast Fairy Godparents. And, uh oh, Do you hear that, Melissa? We have a new member of the FGP squad! Awesome! So we want to welcome Carol to the fgp squad family thank mm. you so much for helping us out on patreon uh, if you want more information head over to podcateers.com slash fgp we post additional content on patreon we post exclusive photos for you that you can use as backgrounds as screensavers uh, we we've been trying to do these fgp happy hours where we just get together we chat we play games it's super fun uh, again if you want more information podcasterscom fgp is where you want to go and to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for all of your continued support. So Disneyland. Um, yeah. Actually, kind of all the parks. Yeah, Looks like they have, we have this official timeline for everything. The During the last episode, we had talked about how they had submitted this proposal to the state of California for a phase reopening of the Disneyland Resort. And I, as of Monday, June 22nd, It looks like it's happening. Yeah. It looks like it's officially going through. So uh, as we already knew that Disney Springs and Walt Disney World since June had already been in motion to get everything else open. Several weeks ago, they reopened Disney Springs, you know, as they prepare to open up more of the parks june 18th was the official reopening of hong kong disneyland uh they had posted a video of, uh, of that as well and they you know they featured the uh, castle of magical dreams in the video uh i'll put that video in the blog post as well if you want to take a look at that as uh, as well uh july 9th is officially the day that that the disneyland resorts begin its phased opening In the announcement, they did mention that capacity measures will be in place. This is uh, a lot of these things we already knew, right? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of these things are trickling down from Shanghai, they're trickling down from Walt Disney World. Yeah. So we already knew that a lot of these things were happening. But just to confirm, capacity measures are going to be in place. You know, they are going to limit the amount of people that are able to enter downtown Disney at any time. And the operating hours for Downtown Disney will be 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And, of course, other businesses will have the opportunity to kind of make their own hours within that time frame. This was actually interesting. That during the initial phase, there's going to be limitations on parking. And instead of parking at Pixar Pals, people are going to need to self-park at Simba.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. OK, if you're not familiar, Simba is the parking lot that's just south of the Disneyland Hotel, right behind the Paradise Pier Hotel. And for the most part, uh, I I think that they use that parking lot for overflow when they're not using it for cast members. Yeah. So the fact that they're pushing everybody out there instead of the parking structure is strange. Um, But I mean, that it, it looks like that's going to be part of the phase reopening. There are going to be temperature screenings. This is already something that we were aware of. Mm-hmm. Guests over and, uh, 100.4 will not be allowed in the park. But if you're part of a party, your party will also not be allowed in the park. So if you come up with a temperature of 100.4 or more, you and your party will not be allowed to get into the park. Uh, as far as cleaning procedures are concerned, uh, this is what Gavin and Josh were saying like oh it's gonna be the cleanest day at Disneyland because of all the cleaning that they're doing just to get everything started. Mm-hmm. Um, they are gonna have more enhanced procedures. And they're installing hand sanitizer and washing st- or hand washing stations at several different areas throughout downtown Disney. Uh, I'm assuming that they're going to do the same thing inside of the parks, which is part of what they're installing right now as they're getting ready for the phase reopening of the parks themselves. Guests, cast members and other employees that are on premises will be required to wear a face mask. Uh, I wasn't able to find any info on how the eating situations will be handled. Uh, I know that if you go to certain restaurants now, like uh, I think my sister-in-law had recently gone to pick up some food at Spaghetti Factory. And there was people in the dining room at Spaghetti Factory. And she said it was super strange because when you're sitting down and you're not actually eating, you're required to wear a face mask. If you're drinking, you can lift it. And if you're eating, you can move it out of the way or take it off. And if you're not eating or drinking, you have to wear a face mask. Okay. Yeah, kind of. But what about that entire time that you're uncovered? (laughs) Like, it doesn't make sense to me. It just, I, ah, it breaks my brain sometimes to think of how these procedures work. So, uh, again, I didn't see how the eating situation works. There wasn't a lot of info on that, but I'm sure that that's going to be coming up soon. Uh, And, of course, just like (laughs) they recommend at Walt Disney World, they do prefer that you have a cashless payment. So yeah. Apple pay, Android pay, Samsung pay, all that good stuff. Uh, pay with your watch, you know that way you don't have to touch anything. Um, and then ahead of the reopening of the parks, uh, it looks like Disney has called back about 800 cast members. That's awesome. Yeah, if you recall, a couple months ago, they were furloughed as part of the stay-at-home orders for California, and uh, it looks like some of them are going back to work as early as June 28th, so just days after this episode launches. Uh, I know that there's a lot of cast members that are not happy with this. They think it's too soon. They've petitioned the governor. They've sent a letter. The unions have also started to fight back, and they've said that it's too soon for their workers to go back as well. So uh, I I'm wondering if the 800 cast members are, you know, people that are not a part of a union. Or are, you know, uh, are able to to work without because I don't know how that's going to function. You know, I don't know if the union has any say of saying like, no, these people cannot go back to work or if they can or can't.
0: I wonder, does this count for third party employees as well?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know.
0: That's what I'm wondering, um, because I believe they're not technically through Disney. So that could be it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think everyone at Downtown Disney is considered third party, right? Right. Because most of the stores in Downtown Disney, uh, I think most of them will hold the moniker of cast member, but they're not actually employed by Disney.
0: I mean, I'm sure Disney has a reason for everything. Maybe it's management. Who knows? Uh, maybe they're training. I don't know. Oh, that's um, true. I, I totally understand. I, I mean, okay. I'm excited for those to work, but of course, I'm always worried about safety, health. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where you're like, yay, but oh. <laughs> I know. So, uh, but I mean, again, it's just we're just getting to it, so it's like little by little. Um, as long as we everybody does their part and stays safe, I mean. That's all we could
1: do. Yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, pretty open about how I feel about going back to the park. I definitely yeah, think that it's too soon. Too. I'm not concerned with what Disney's doing. Like I said before, I'm I, I love the fact that Disney's taking additional safety precautions to try to keep guests and cast members safe. Yeah. But I'm not concerned with what Disney does. I'm concerned with all the people that think the virus is fake. You know, and they want to do things their way. And those are the people that I'm most concerned with.
0: That, I think Disney's going to, Disney's really good. Especially uh, security. Like, if anything, I have seen security swoop in silently and just take care of stuff. Um
1: well, that's the thing, though. I mean, yes, Disney does do a fantastic job. Like, Disney security is amazing at that. We've seen it a lot with people that get a little belligerent after drinking a lot of California Adventure, right? Yeah. They're, like you said, they're freaking ninjas when it comes to that. But in this case, I feel like there's going to be a little more noise. <laughs> There may be, yeah. Uh... No, you're you know, right. You're right. And, and they're going to want to make it known that they're getting kicked out of the park or whatever. Right? Yeah. So
0: one thing for sure is just be nice to a cast member. Yeah. Please. That is for certain. I mean, <laughs> look.
1: Cast members, I don't know. I mean, cast members go through a lot already. You know, mm-hmm. pre-pandemic, there's a lot of people that just sometimes make it so hard for a cast member to you know, even do their job. Um, I know that there's cast members that have put up with a lot from yeah. people at times, you know, and to all of you cast members, thank you, you know, for everything that you do, for maintaining the magic for us. Uh, if you happen to be part of the group of cast members that's brave enough to go back, thank you. I mean, I, I still think it's a little too soon, but I mean, if, if you feel safe... And that's the other thing. Right. I think there's a, a safety level that I think each individual person has to feel before they're able to go back to the park. Oh, yeah. And only you're going to know what that safety level is for yourself, for your family, for for, you know, anybody that you're going with. And my safety level may be at a much higher place than somebody else that's younger and healthier than I am, right. And if they yeah. feel healthy, I think we have to be con like conscious of the fact that if they're okay with it, then we shouldn't shame people for wanting to go back. right right. I think that's right. gonna be key uh, to getting everything going again. And as long as people are able to follow the rules to maintain the safety of themselves, others, and the cast members that are basically putting themselves on the line, because think about it, you or I may go to the grocery store and interact with five or six people that are around us. Cast members are constantly going to be dealing with a flow of people throughout the day. Yeah. And they can't help that, you know, especially some of the cast members that need the job. Again, It's it's difficult because I know Disney's trying to juggle the whole, hey, let's get the economy going. Let's get these cast members their paychecks again. And they want to make money, too. Right. They're right. I mean, they're a business. They're tired of losing money for the last three months. But at the same time, we can't take for granted that these people are out there putting their lives on the line. You know that that, that's the truth you know and we need to acknowledge that we need to care for their safety and we need to do our part to make sure that they are also safe so that the park can be maintained open because yeah. if Disney sees a spike and they realize that something's happening they're going to close the park again so yeah. if people aren't following the rules they're just going to ruin it for everybody else you know so as Disney fans you know as part of this you know Disney culture and society that we love that we enjoy we need to work together to make yes. sure that the park can make, can be as magical an experience as it's been before. And like I said, I know that there's going to be different comfort levels. Uh, I know where mine is. Uh, and it's not July 17th. <laughs> <It's> not, no, <laughs> uh, not mine either. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, anybody that is at that comfort zone, then great. You know, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you're going to be able to enjoy it. But please be respectful. Um, Do your best to not get angry at cast members that may not be able to give you the same type of magical experience that they were able to before. Because their hands are going to be as tight as ours. You know, so keep that in mind. You know, let's work together to make sure that, you know, we can keep the park open because as much as it is Disney's responsibility to keep the park open as guests, it's also our responsibility to help keep the park open, Yep. you know, so let's keep the proper measures in place so that the park can remain open and more of us can go back and enjoy it sooner than later. Um, so yeah, so July 9th is the phased opening of Downtown Disney. July 15th is the phased opening of Disneyland Paris. They're going to be opening both parks, Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney Studios Park on that day. Disney's Newport Bay Club and Disney Village are all opening in Paris. And then, uh, July 17th is the magical day for Disneyland. Yeah. So it's quite a timeline coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, I am a little concerned with 4th of July because we did see that little spike after Memorial Day. We're seeing that now after 4th of July. It's about a two-week period when when the park is going to be opening where we might see another spike. But I'm hoping that, again, people can contain themselves, people can help others stay safe, and that we can all get back to enjoying the magic as soon as possible. Cause man, I miss the park. I mean, I.
0: And we gotta see, <laughs> magic happens.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing, right? When they first yeah. reopen, magic happens isn't gonna be happening because oh, there's gonna right. be no parades. There's gonna be no fireworks. There aren't gonna be these massive groups, you know, that they normally have before. So I
0: will be happy with just the atmosphere. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean that that's kind of what we're going to have to be happy with, right? Yeah. Just being take soaking in the the ambiance, soaking in some of the attractions. Uh you, I I think they've actually started to open some of the reservation systems for for getting your tickets and getting into the park. I think it broke at some point because so many people were trying to access it at the same time. <laughs> and that's expected. Yeah. Right now that uh, apparently everyone's on a flex pass, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they juggle that around. Uh, there isn't much information about how it's going to work if somebody has um, like parking on their on their pass. Are they going to be able Ooh. to park for free at Simba? Are they going to be able to park for free somewhere else? That's Disney property. I doubt they will. But I know that there's some people that are saying, you know, they should give refunds to some of the people that have, you know, higher tier passes. Because now they can't go whenever they want. And it's not Disney's fault, but, you know, hopefully they come up with something to make up for it. I'm you know, sure Because they will. Th- there, there was a point as to why people were paying for a higher pass than, than other ones, right? And right. now if you're restricted and you have to make an, an appointment to go or a reservation to go and you can't go, you're losing the ability to go any day that you want. You know? So... Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting how they're going to handle all of this. And over the next few weeks, I think we're going to hear more about it, more about the process and how Disney is handling some of these changes that are going to be coming up to the parks. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about them and we'll see how people feel about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have some experience on trying to get reservations yourself or if you feel like you're ready to go July 17th, you know, join the conversation. Let us know. You know, how you're feeling or if you're ready to go, but you're still, you know, a little nervous about it or how you're going to handle it or when you think you're going to go back to the park. Uh, like I said, join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. we love to hear your thoughts. And then we can uh, FGP squad. You know, we could talk about it on the next uh, FGP yeah. Happy Hour call. I know we talked about it a little bit before and a lot of the FGP squad is not local to Disneyland. They're in different states. We have some on the East Coast. We have a couple that are in different countries. Yeah. So they definitely can't come. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely a, another conversation that I love to have with everybody else. And then they can tell me what they feel about the castle in Hong Kong and whether yeah. the rocks are weird or not. I don't know. <laughs> that's just me. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode, Mel. Got yeah. Anything else before we, we close up? Nope. No? <laughs> All right, cool. All right, FGP Squad, make sure to log into Patreon for information on the FGP Happy Hour call that we're going to be having on Saturday, June 27th. The call information will be available the day before, so make sure that you log on and you have all that information ready to go. If you have any questions, just send us a message. Uh, either on Instagram, Patreon, Facebook, whatever you want, and we'll try to help you out as best as possible. Uh, Some of the changes that I talked about before I haven't had a chance to implement uh, because I'm still working on all the Discord server stuff, but uh, we can talk about it on the call, and I'll give you some more information about some of the changes that are going to be coming. From what I'm seeing, it's like 99% of you are not going to be affected. Uh, It's just going to be this parallel move just so that you have a method to log in. And that's what I've been trying to work out with the Patreon people because this is my first experience with doing all of this. And I didn't want to screw it up. So, uh, yeah, more information is going to be coming up on that. But that's it. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone.
0: Bye.